welcome. Here you will hear stories of the unknown, tales of the twisted and terrible that have been silenced. The strange and the transcendent, riddles, secrets. As your guides, we will take you on an expedition where the curtain between worlds is torn. This is The Farthest Reaches. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to The Farthest Reaches. My name's Josh, and I'm with my friends Brady. Hello. And my friend Matt. What's up? Hey, why is Brady first? Does it matter? Yep. Alphabetical. Alphabetical. Yeah. My real name is Adam. (laughs) Bullshit. It's ass. Show me your license. (laughs) I don't believe you. It's upstairs. Uh, I'm not getting it. I'm, uh-huh. I'm trying to get something accomplished. I'm like you. Anyway. Okay, then what are, we ta- what are we talking about today then, Matt? Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Spooky dookie. Hold on to your dookies. It's about to get spooky. Hey, Josh. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Waverly Hills Sanatorium was a hospital for tuberculosis patients but before i get into any of that i'm gonna dive into the actual disease of tuberculosis if you guys don't mind do it in march 24th of 1882 dr robert coke i think that's how you say his name is that right brady you know what time that happened you uh, said the date yeah i think it was 7 34 p.m mm. <laughs> yeah mm. uh can i just say robert cock is that I mean, the grading? You, I mean, you can you can say whatever you okay, want. Doctor I mean, Robert, guy kind of sounds like a hero to me. Oh, oh, does he? Yeah. Okay. Well, he announced the discovery of Mycobacterium tuberculosis. During this time, TB had killed one out of every seven people living in the U.S. and Europe. So, Mycobacterium tuberculosis is estimated to have been around as long as three million years. That's a pretty fucking long time. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's a long ass. Long time to really just, you know. Screw everything. So in ancient Greece, they called it, uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, come again? <laughs> oh, you want to use it in a sentence? Uh, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. Ancient Greece called it. Okay, can I have it in the, yeah, that's the original pronunciation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, P-H-T-H-I-S-I-S. Oh, yeah. Pathesis? Phythis? I don't know why they were so dumb to do that. I'd call it a letter, like B. I don't know. Just me. But ancient Greece called it that. And the ancient... Roman times, they called it tabies. I believe that's how you say it. And then in ancient Hebrew, they call it as shoshapeth, skakapeth. I don't know. Sounds about right. I don't know. Three strikes, I'm out. I fucked all those up, I'm sure. There wasn't enough phlegm in there. <laughs> there you go. Like that? Jesus. Thanks. <laughs> so there has even been a mummy excavated within Egypt, of course, that is said to have carried the infectious disease. So is that like the original like Curse of the Mummy almost? Uh, could be. Kind Ask of in a way, Brandon right? Fraser. He should know. Yeah. Ask him how that movie went. I heard it performed terribly at the box office. I think every one of them performed terribly. But the Brandon Fraser ones are amazing. Fuck Tom Cruise though. Wow. Wow. What the hell, that dude? was a pretty hot take. Dude. Yeah, sorry, I didn't like That's that a movie. Flaming hot take. Aren't they remaking that movie again? Thought, the Mummy. I, thought I heard they were remaking the Mummy or Why? making a sequel or a re. I mean, everything's a reboot or a sequel now, right? That's true. I shouldn't say fuck Tom Cruise. He does his own stunts, so that's cool. Yeah, be easy. I figured you guys Damn. would relate a little more. Oh, why? Because you're short? Is that where you're going I, with I didn't this? say that. I just figured you'd relate to the I'll guy I'll say it. You're more. fucking short. Damn, I'm only 5'3". Fuck you. What's Tom Cruise? 
He can't reach the top shelf he's like also, I can. <laughs> he's also manlet size. Manlet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All, All right. right. So, like this is my last day on the podcast. I'm trying to talk. Fuck you. Now, moving back up to the 1800s. Boys, boys. <laughs> the disease earned the nickname Consunt... Uh, mm, all right. Want to try what? that one again? Uh, I think you can do it. Believe in yourself. Really? Consumption? Consumption due to the weight loss side effect. And also, the most brutal name I've ever heard any disease be called, Captain of All These Men of Death. Fucking metal. Is it not? Now, see, if I saw a band actually make a song like that, I would never know it was talking about... What's the disease called, Brady? Captain of the... No, walk the, the actual walk, disease. The Walking Dead. Okay. Anyway, t- tuberculosis. Oh, we got it. Nice. I'm so proud of myself. Everybody, round of applause for me. <laughs> and Brady hit his my boy. Yeah, when we first told Brady what this is going to be about this week, not pronounce it at all. Yeah, it took me a few tries. A little mush mouth going on. Oh. Tuberculosis. Look at that, though. Oh my God. Good for two. Is that that's flashcards, everything. Real, real when, when on YouTube. Seduce me. Feels like. Mm-hmm. So moving on, the most common nickname, of course, is the White Death, as opposed to the Black Death from the plague. So before the discovery of the bacteria, the disease was thought to be hereditary. In the early 1800s, there were quote-unquote vampire panics throughout Europe where it was suspected that the first family member to die from TB came back to infect the rest of the family. Oh my God. They actually thought this. And to stop the vampires, the townspeople would actually dig up the suspected vampire grave and perform a ritual to try and cease the infection from that family. Wonder how that worked. Uh, probably not at all, <laughs> uh, but I would not know. <laughs> you know, now I'm wondering, like, is that where the origin of the garlic and all the, you know, all the, the vampire remedies and all that sort of thing? I have thing. no idea what you're talking about. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was about to flip this table. <laughs> oh, were you? I was that convincing, huh? No. 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 Slightly. All right. Well. About as convincing of a narrator as you are. Oh! oh! Why don't you try and read it? Okay, okay. Let me, no. Up, 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 up. You have no idea where we're at. Yeah, I, I, I can guess. So today, we know, so that, today TB we know that TB is an airborne, an airborne infectious, infectious disease. disease. Nice try with that. <laughs> it's spread when a person with TB coughs, speaks, spits, sings. You get the point. All right? It's very... I don't. Can you it, give me a few more, like, alliteration Give me the point of that pen in your face. That's not a pen. That's a pencil. No, there's a pin over there. Made you look. You're so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> anyway, so tuberculosis is either labeled as pulmonary or extrapulmonary, depending on the part or parts of the human body that has become infected. Go ahead. Sounds like the supersize option for McDonald's or something like that. Would you like that, a pulmonary <laughs> or extrapulmonary? It's also labeled depending if the disease can be cured with or without drugs. So it's either drug susceptible, drug resistant, multi-drug resistant, or even extensively drug resistant. Extensively drug resistant. Yeah, I'm not sure. What Sounds pretty ex- intense. Yeah, tuberculosis really fucked things up. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, it was pretty much probably one of the worst diseases that well, sure. I think it is the U.S. Well, I think it has Europe, claimed, yeah. yeah, I think it has claimed the number one spot of deaths from an infectious disease. Tuberculosis is sure. just up there like, what's up? I mean, it was just as large of an epidemic throughout the world is, you know, it's called the White Death and the Black Deaths, you know, same thing. I mean, if you go look, not same disease, but 
just as brutal and extensive of damage, you know, to human life and everything. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, sure. yeah. So, approximately 90% of all TB cases are pulmonary, in which it affects the lungs. Side effects from TB can include a bad cough, which, of course, can contain blood, which we've seen in movies a million times. It feels like pain in the chest, weakness or fatigue, weight loss, no appetite, chills, fever, even night sweats. So it's like, like no, it's a it's a lot of symptoms, but it doesn't seem like any of that. Like if I see someone walking down the street and they look like they're sweating and they I don't know cough, I'm not gonna be like, oh that bitch has TB. Mm. Yeah, I'm not gonna automatically think that. No, you're asthmatic, so what's that have to fucking do with it? Because if you ran and coughed, I'm not gonna say you had TB. Well, that's true. As long as I have my poofer on me, I'd be fine. <laughs> I just want to point out while you're reading all that off, like it almost sounded like one of those drug commercial commercials. Uh, tuberculosis also comes along with the side effects of death. coughing, sneezing, death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they always, bismol. they always squeeze that one on the very end, don't they? What, death? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, you might have, like, stomachache. You might you might get the sniffles. Oh, you might fucking die just straight up. <laughs> and you know? while the commercial's playing, some guy's just in the back playing soccer. Yeah, he <laughs> exactly. seems perfectly fine. Smiling Bob out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot about Smiling Bob. Holy shit. <laughs> so until, wow. until the discovery of antibiotics treatment for TB was limited to warmth, rest, and good food. Now, I don't know if good food is like healthy food or you think it's good food depending on the person. Like, what do you like? Oh, I like a McDouble. All right, you're good. Like, Get this man a McDouble stat, 50 cc's. <laughs> <laughs> so in the Middle Ages, treatment for scofula, which is TB of the lymph nodes and neck, was the royal touch. So people would line up for the royal touch of English and French kings and queens hoping a touch from the sovereign would result in a cure. Imagine if the king got sick. Like, how, how is that going to work? Like, oh. Well, yeah, because he doesn't have, like, any... You know, touch himself. Medical... <laughs> have the queen touch him. Well, like, imagine go. being in line and just being like, yeah, the last king died from what he's curing us from. Well, it's, it's not like oh, they had access to better shit. medical technology. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like... You know, because, you know, nowadays, you know, the, the the wealthier and more powerful you are, probably the better access to things that you have. Nah. Yeah. But back then, I mean, everybody just had the same thing. They might, what, they have, like, better leeches for, for bloodletting? Yeah, oh, man, I'd push my way through that line and be like, fucking <laughs> me. <laughs> Cure me of this shit now. I mean, churches are the same way now. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, we're just going to pray for my daughter's illness to go away. And Yeah, well. but most of the time people are going to the doctor, too, and everything. It's not just It's not just that. But, Not always. Yeah, well, it depends. There's, you're right. There are certain communities that don't believe in things like blood transfusions or things like that. So, you know, that does happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm just imagining, though, the equivalent of today, you know, people lining up for Trump to touch them because they have TB. <laughs> no, I'd rather die. He's like, <laughs> I'd rather die before oh, I let that fucking you monstrous know, cause, cause Cheeto touch me. No, because you get in line, right? And he's be like, I would never touch you. You're a fat piece of shit. <laughs> so, after all that, cod liver oil, vinegar massages, and inhaling hemlock or... Did you say vinegar massages? Yeah, vinegar what, what, massages. What's a, what a vinegar massage? I don't know. I, ima I imagine it's like the like vape rub. Kind of like that. So, but it's just vinegar, and they're just like touching you, like rubbing your chest. It's like, it's like the Vicks vapor rub. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's, that's what <laughs> I meant. What did I say, vape? Your, yeah, he said vape. That. Yeah, yeah. Just imagine Drew Brees walking out with a bottle of vinegar, you know, for one of those commercials, just slathering himself. You know, when I have a hard get game the next day and I a have hard a case of TB. Yeah, when I have a hard <laughs> case of TB. I just love to rub vinegar all over myself. Cod liver oil. <laughs> uh. Also, they inhaled hemlock or turpentine 
where all treatments for TB, oh, excuse me, were all treatments for TB in the early 1800s as well. I wonder how they come up with that. Like, who, I don't know, looked at fish and thought, no, no, no. Yeah, they're, the well, cod, the cod, the cod to mean, do it. At that time, they were pretty much just trying anything exactly. and everything they could. No, they to, were desperate. I'd probably the, rub myself in feces. I mean, a lot of times, like, most medicine. Jack you, still do that. you still do that, like, every week. Uh, every see. other day. Every other day. Oh, yeah. Okay, I don't pay that close attention. I just know you do it fairly regularly. Yeah, I mean, I like, do. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I jack off. I roll around. You know, I kind of get good. Uh, I mean, you got you got to start your, you got to start your day with the jack off. You you got to clear your brain. You got to clear your mind. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, it helps. It does Trust help. Me. You know, people say shit, shower, and shave. I say shit, shower, and shave, and spank. <laughs> Yeah. Get, get it all out of the way first 10 minutes of the day oh and dude it, you can only go up from there so it wasn't this until podcast about like tuberculosis or, there it is there <laughs> it is it wasn't until a major breakthrough in 1943 had come about when the antibiotic streptomycin was developed by sorry if i butcher these names selman wakesman oh he's gonna haunt your ass now <laughs> elizabeth bugie budgie but wee i don't know and Albert, I, like I hope it's this way, Albert Schatz. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's spelled like, or it's, it's uh, well, I pronounced think it is spelled like that. that way, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, sorry, I butchered those. So, yeah, they're rolling in their grave, it's okay. Oh, that's fine. So tuberculosis is a global pandemic killing someone approximately every 18 seconds. 1.6 million people died in 2017 alone. Due to these statistics, ever seen fun with Dick and James, Jim Carrey? <laughs> but that statistics. Oh, there point. goes another one. Statistics. <laughs> <laughs> so, TB is the leading infectious killer in the world, and the World Health Organization estimates that 1.8 billion, which is close to one quarter of our planet's population, is infected. Because mm. there's also another form of TB that's just like latent. Sure. Like it, it doesn't really do much to you and it's much more easy to cure. Gotcha. Then, you know, the it's bad still, one. Hey, well, you know, still be terrible. Super duper bad. Don't one. vaccinate your children, though. Yeah. 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 Okay. Just, just smear them in vinegar oh, and, cod, and cod liver oil and you are you're doing great. <laughs> Get a good whiff of hemlock. Get some of those essential yeah. oils on there. Yeah. You won't have a problem. If you that like, TB will be running scared. Sure. It'll fact it'll hop on the neighbor's kid that is vaccinated. It'll be so scared. So <laughs> if I can't like actually sniff hemlock, but I have like a DVD like Hemlock Grove season one or so. Can I just sniff that? I think that works. You're so stupid. Mm. I fucking hate you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm trying to Josh, give Josh, how listeners... dare you not laugh at his terrible <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying know, to give right? our listeners some fucking remedies. Uh, wait, can you, can you hear that right now? It's, it's the listener. Oh, right now. okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty... That's spooky. That's spooky. That's like a ghost. Yeah, I think I heard him just click off. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on. After tuberculosis. Yeah, just keep pile driving through this thing, man. It's only yeah. going to go uphill from here. So now, let's get to the sanatorium. Oh, yeah, this is about a building, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Josh, I heard you love buildings. Yeah, I do. I really like buildings. <laughs> buildings so, are awesome. The sanatorium was in Louisville, Kentucky. The land was purchased by Major Thomas H. Hayes in 1883 for him and his family. We know what he was a major of? Nope. Okay. I think it's biology. I just... Communication. Lesbian dance theory. I was just. Let me speak. No, I just see that almost every other article or whatever I listen to or read 
Okay. Says major. I'm just like, oh, okay. You went branch of the military. I thought you were being an ass. That's what I. I mean, <laughs> just usually. Oh, I thought he was being an ass too. <laughs> no, no, no. I was like legit talking about like what in the military. Oh, I have no idea. Okay. Just, there you go. So, since there were no existing schools close enough, Mr. Hayes decided to open a local school for his daughters to attend. That must be fucking nice. Be wealthy enough. Be like, you know what? Mm-hmm, yeah. Cool. Real nice. I mean, I mean, you could do that now. You can yeah. homeschool your kid. That's true. Yeah, but he built the building to homeschool. Well, why don't you in. take some damn initiative and build the building then? I was gonna say it was only a small schoolhouse, and it was yeah. only made. Of I wood, mean, and back so. then it's like a barn. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, so to the point you guys are. Just want to say the Amish can build one in a day. What are you doing it with your life? It was a one-room schoolhouse. I like my electricity. All right. They build. They build buildings with electricity in them. They just don't use the electricity. Oh really? Well, like when this, when they're building it for somebody else. Uh, well, I mean, that makes there, sense, yeah. I guess. They just can't use it. I don't it. know. Not Amish, Violet. of course. I don't okay. know what the fuck okay. they do. They just oh, ride buggies yeah, around. Well, you know, I'm trying to... And they hiss at lights. <laughs> <laughs> I heard if you put a flashlight on one, they scurry under their bunch. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Amish people. I love you, but you'll never hear this, so it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was a one-room schoolhouse, and he hired a Miss Lizzie Lee Harris as the teacher. Due to her liking of the Waverly novels by Walter Scott, she named the schoolhouse Waverly School. So, Mr. Hayes liked the idea, so he named the land Waverly Hill. Now, in the early 1900s, in Jefferson County, there was a severe outbreak of tuberculosis, and eventually the other TB clinics in that area were at maximum capacity, and a new hospital had to be built. However, the hospital commissioners decided that in their plans, there would be no provision made in the new city hospital for admissions of pulmonary tuberculosis patients. So the board of tuberculosis hospital was granted $25,000 and purchased the land from Mr. Hayes and turned the schoolhouse into a sanatorium. $25,000 back then was, I think about $700,000 today. I think that's what I said. What, I read. A, what a return on investment there. No man. shit. Man, I think you should be working on that outhouse schoolroom that you should. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe somebody will want to make a sanatorium. Maybe. In 100 years, I'd run dead. Yeah. Someone else can have that oh, glorious I mean, well, fucking money. Like I said, it's, it's cycling around, right? Nobody's vaccinating their children. That means everybody's going to get TB again. And looking we'll at you, Kat Von D. History of- repeats yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Kat Von D. You just got smoked. <laughs> yeah. So, Jesus. during this time, about 3% of the population in Louisville was infected because of all the wetlands along the Ohio River, which was a perfect breeding ground for the bacteria. Originally, Waverly Hills was a two-story frame building, and with construction on it beginning in 1908 for the sanatorium, it officially opened for business on July 26, 1910, designed to safely accommodate 40 to 50 tuberculosis patients. So, not too bad of a number, in those years, yeah, but you know, that's uh, but yeah, the you, you could always have more people with tuberculosis. Well, the uh, yeah, the yeah, yes. ac- accounts of it, the, the, those the, are rookie numbers, you need to get those numbers up. <laughs> the, the people infected were just so rapidly climbing that it it would turn out soon enough that that was not enough, yeah. yeah and they even had didn't, didn't they have like the children's wing also that added to that number, I think. Uh, yes, I'm yeah, not sure think it was, when they built that, though. It was before they built the fi- the five-story building. I know that much, and I know that, like, it wasn't all just for six ki- sick kids. It was also for, like, the kids of oh. patients at the facility. Yeah, because they think there was even, like, a playroom. They had, like, 
you know, yeah. fucking toys and whatnot they could play. It's like, that's pretty nice. The guy, the kid right next to you playing, I guess. Just coughing up blood. Had, yeah, coughing like up blood and dying. pissing everywhere and whatnot. Yeah. And, and you're a like, healthy kid. It's like, my dad's here. Yeah. I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hey, Nick, uh, how's it going? Dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess you don't want to play. More oatmeal for me. <laughs> so. That was morbid. <laughs> so. Now, that's just how I would think, since I'm such a fat fuck. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, someone else likes the same food as me. You know, I'm not going to lie. When me and Cassandra go out to eat yeah. and she's like, man, I'm full. My eyes just light up. I'm so fucking happy, Teehee. I just you take just her left. I just take like her. I don't have to swoop in, Brady. I'm sitting across from her. I just <laughs> I just well, grab the call, chicken nuggets. What do you oh, call the motion of your hands? Oh, no, it's it's true. I have totally seen it happen. We went out to that chicken place uh-huh, uh-huh. downtown. Yep. Yes, we did. Yeah, that happened. And three of us had like one chicken finger that we just didn't want to eat. And Matt was just like, oh, I'll he take literally that. I'll take donated that. I'll it to me like that. I was my own fucking charity. <laughs> but, the, but 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 I'm just saying, like, you're like a vulture, man. You know, like, there's just an ounce of resistance coming from Josh. Like, oh, you know, I just don't think I want. He's like, Sorry, in your mouth, and you ate it, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why do you think no I'm so hesitation. tiny? It's because Matt's been stealing my food all my life. <laughs> even all, though I've, all his life. Yeah. Even though I've only known you since high school, but you were there. You were watching, Josh was man. a small Indeed, baby being swaddled and has the bottle and everything. Toddler Matt just like burst through the door and just. <laughs> Grab the bottle and start fucking on it. So fast, steals the bottle. Hebe was becoming an epidemic. And soon the realization came that the sanatorium was not large enough to house all the patients. Because tuberculosis was so deadly and contagious, those living with the disease had to be isolated from the general population. So now in 1912, more was built for another 40 patients. And then built upon again for another 50, now bringing the total to 130. But because tuberculosis infections were rising and the building, building sorry, needed some repairs, in March of 1924, the final act of construction began. Completed on October 17, 1926, the sanatorium could now hold 400-plus patients. Wow. So, yeah, like, what, 14 years prior or so, they had 40 to 50 people and you know, tenfold. Sure, and shortly before that, in the schoolhouse. Yeah, yeah, that's a quick change of pace. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. imagine, imagine how walking. fast yeah. that shit. You spreads. think his daughter graduated? You think she got through like first, second grade? Then they're like, "Sorry, <laughs> it's like get out." Sorry, you gotta be, I, you listen, gotta, you gotta be dumb now. I know your dad built this school for you, but uh, you have to leave. You think they had a school bus? <laughs> Very haunted now. Twenties, I mean, probably not. I say. In, well, I was just in, saying it was on his own property. <laughs> <laughs> Doctors, nurses, patients, and other employees had to say goodbye to the outside world, although family of the patients could come and go as they please. It's a little fucked. Yeah, you heard that correctly. Everyone, employees, doctors, nurses, patients, of course, had to stay there. But family of those patients could come and visit and then just leave. Like, no big deal. Anyone else find that kind of fucked up? A little bit. Oh, just a little bit? Yeah, just a little bit. It's a little odd. Just, I mean, I guess. Just uh, bit. What? Huh? Huh? Sorry, did you want did you want to comment or did you just no, want to no, sit there I, and be? Well, I just find it weird that I say tip and Brady's all like, oh what? Oh, no, oh, I, I was just trying to get a moment. I was letting oh. Josh finish his thoughts because you know I'm trying not to bad. Be, trying to have a conversation, not just turn this into ten minutes of us just screaming over each other. That's true. I was just gonna say by the nature of uh, disease, I mean they probably needed people on hand at all times. Well, yeah, in fact they never got to leave. Well, like, like the, it wasn't like shit. Well, no, or something. I'm, I'm trying, the way that I'm thinking about it. Talk about it as the family members. Yeah, like the family they would members just could come and go. But the way way I look at it. The nurses and the doctors, like, they were there, like, interacting with all the patients, like, you know, touching them physically and all this. 
when the visitors probably came, they probably had them stay a decent distance so that they weren't getting infected. Well, and, and just go. sheer number of people exposed, like you were saying, yeah. you know, the doctors and nurses, they're going to see damn near every patient in there. The families, they're only going to really see and be close to their family members. And, you know, if there's only one person in there, then I don't know. I just feel like the, the odds are a little bit lower because you, you don't want to force some like a family member to stay there because then the odds are they're going to get sick, too, I guess. Yeah. But I, I get what you're saying. I, I think it's just by the, the hazard of the job itself, they wanted the doctors and nurses to stay there. Yeah, like the, for the doctors and nurses, it was pretty much like a, its own community. Like they had their own zip code. They had, um, oh, what was it that I read? They had cattle that they would slaughter. They had gardens. They yeah, had they own, had their own post office, yeah, water treatment office. facility. What? Yeah. They had their own post office? Yeah. They, they had their own zip code. Literally, literally that sanatorium it became a city in and of itself. The, the post cool. office, the water treatment, the, the garden, their own uh, cattle they raised to slaughter. I mean, they literally had everything they needed to survive just in that building alone. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It's pretty neat little fact. So now their in 19... post office. Huh? Their own post office. I know. That's mind-blowing. The fact that they, <laughs> the fact that they had their literally, own... Literally, they went postal, be mind-blowing. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. In 1943... The result, oh, excuse me, in result of the creation of streptomycin, tuberculosis now, the cases have gradually declined. Unfortunately, the need for hospitals of this kind were greatly reduced, which concluded Waverly Hills' closure in 1961. Oh, so that's, not, that's not that long ago. Really. 1910 to 1961, 51 years of operation. It had about, I think... That about 6,000 people had died there. Sometimes, uh, for good periods of time, they average it, average it out odd, to about 153 yeah. a year. They had, and like, this is all like from medical records that they could find. So there may have been more, but you know, so many people that like, yeah, I've watched videos or read articles, they're like, oh, like 75,000 people died. No. no, they're full of shit. Yeah. They see Zach Bagans on Ghost Adventures say that, and they're like, oh, dude, Lord Douche has spoken. Lord Douche. Oh, man, I'm, we're taking everybody down tonight. We got Kat on D, we got Zach Frodo Baggins, I, we got... <laughs> I'm not sorry, Zach. No, I'm not either. Zach, I know you're a big-time fan. I know you tune in to every episode. I mean, you know, we've been doing this for at least 17 years. And now. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, you know what? You get it too, man. Yeah, your greatest movie was Gladiator. But yeah, if you guys want to come on for an interview, we'd be glad to talk to you. Not Zach, just Russell. I don't know. I think Zach on a wait, wait, wait. What on the condition of Russell Crowe and Zach fighting each other? Gladiator style. What? Yeah. Oh, fucking. That's it. That's yeah. perfect. Oh, because we all know who would win too. I mean, yeah. You know, Zach Baggins would just summon a bunch of ghosts and possess Russell Crowe and make what him if, knock himself out. Hey, no, no, what no, if no, Ghost Adventures be... is? What if Zach and the crew are the ghosts, and it's just their adventures around? Oh my god. Oh. Oh. What? Isn't that fucking spooky? Casper, the douchiest ghost. Zach. Zach, <laughs> the, Zach the douchiest ghost. His name is Z-A-K. Come on. How lazy can you get? I know. Take that, Zach. Fucking Christ, dude. Anybody that's listening that spells the name like that, we love you. Oh, no. I think the same way. Well, no, I'm just kidding. Like, Where am I? Like I'm just going to sit on the fence here. It's like spelling your name with one T. Yeah, and I have people asking that, and I just fucking stare at them. Like, are you serious? Because you're a doormat, and people like to walk over you. Sorry. Damn. <laughs> yeah, the temperature's room that's, that's got been, really fucking cold from that. that. That's been building up for, like, 
years. Been thinking about that for the past few hours. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is the perfect time. <laughs> All right. So I've got a zinger. After the sanatorium had closed in 1961, a year later, the Woodhaven Geriatric Center would be born. It was a nursing home to mostly aged patients with dementia, some with mobility impairments, even mental impairments. But after 20 years of service in 1982, the center was shut down due to patient neglect. That's sad. Isn't it though? Like this building is like nothing but just- This is tragedy. Yeah, exactly. Except well, for when it was a school for 10 minutes. That was pretty cool, yeah. right? Yeah, right. Nobody <laughs> nobody died in the school, but- I don't know. Well, that, yeah, we don't know. Wasn't it like 2,000 people reportedly died in like while it was a nursing home? That's what people speculate. So it was total- well, So like 8,000 people in like, one building. One building. Yeah. Yeah. Seven, 8,000 or so now. That's fucking insane. That's a lot of death for like one contained building. So one year after that, a Mr. J. Clifford Todd came walking into the picture, bought the hospital, and hired an architect to turn it into a minimum security prison. But after some protesting from the local community, those plans were dropped. I don't blame them. Yeah, the world doesn't even know they're haunted jail. I don't know, that sounds pretty cool if you ask me. No, not to be, not as a prisoner, but... Well, at that time, how many haunted jails were there? That's true. <laughs> I mean, the Ohio State... I can't even fucking say that word all the time. Tuberculosis, asshole! <laughs> <laughs> the reformatory, there we go. A bunch English. of illiterate fucks around me. I know, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I think that building is there, but it probably wasn't as haunted. Maybe. What about Alcatraz? When was that established? Well, that was. That's been around... That was that, that had to have been there. I think so. I don't know. I don't know much about Alcatraz yet. Ooh, foreshadowing. <laughs> anyway, possible <laughs> chapel. This place oh my God. could have possibility turned had a, excuse me had a possibility. Wow! Wow! And this guy over <laughs> here is <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> of course. All right. So, in March of 1996. Robert, I'm going to assume Alberhasky? Alberhasky? Sorry, dude, if you're listening to this. He bought the building and had a plan to erect. Oh, you'll love this, Brady. A 46 meter tall and 46 meter wide, I don't know, big, (laughs) statue of Jesus Christ. And he was going to put it atop the building. That's bigger than the fucking Jesus statue. I shouldn't say fucking Jesus in the yeah. same sentence. Sorry. <laughs> you can say, but he's fine. But no, that's Christ the Redeemer. That's, that's what I was going to yeah. ask. Bigger than Christ, that? the, yeah, Christ the Redeemer, I think, is only 30 meters tall. So what? Instead, he went up, what? He went over. He went, he went up, up 75 and then built it and right outside that giant church up there, right? Yeah. The big butter Jesus. And for those that don't know, that is the. Oh, Jesus. No, no, no. Not that Jesus. No, I, I'm, just, I'm yeah. just cracking a joke about it. No, like, I know what you mean. The one, the one in uh, Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. Yeah, Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. Brazil. Yeah, just letting people know. Anyway. Yeah, he wanted to compete with that thing. I'm not even sure how Louisville, you know, I'm I'm just imagining, because like- I can see that from here. (laughs) 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 No, because like, think about how pristine and amazing, like I've only seen photos of it, but just like how overlooking the city and everything like that in Brazil and Rio de Janeiro and- Louisville just doesn't seem like the place for something like that. What year, you said in the 90s? 96. So like like industrial Louisville, like not not like- (laughs) It's just so weird. I don't understand well, like, how that's that the thing. thing. Like this place is surrounded by woods. Like yeah, you like you can see it from like parts of the road, but 
Really? So, like, it's on a hill, but I guess that tall you'd be able to fucking see it from goddamn oh, well, space, you know, but... You know, people, you know, it's, it's like, <laughs> like Epcot. It's yeah. like the early days of, like, GPS, like, even before that, probably, at that point. So imagine, like, you're on vacation with your family, right? You went you to Louisville because, you know, that's a happening place to go on vacation. You're just driving around, you're looking at all these back roads, taking the scenic route, and then you see a giant multi, like, dozens of feet tall Jesus out of nowhere. Yeah, put, could you imagine that? It put, no, I literally cannot. It would have put Louisville <laughs> so on the map. Bizarre. No, but you know what that could have meant, though? We could have had a giant haunted Jesus statue. That sounds pretty cool. Okay, been, well, now I'm like, all for it. Would yeah. it be like the Statue of Liberty, too, where you can go inside? My God. Maybe. Now, see, now I feel bad that you say that because he uh, he decided to do a fundraiser, basically, to get <laughs> the money to build this statue. How did that go, Matt? But because of insufficient funds, those plans were also dropped. Now, okay, we're gonna play. We're gonna play a game, gentlemen. Oh you ready for this? All right. So, the guy needed to raise four million dollars <laughs> for this statue. That also doesn't seem like a whole lot of money for that big of a statue. He's gonna make it. A I don't know. Concrete rebar, probably. Probably paper, maybe. Yeah, paper mache. <laughs> paper mache. So, <laughs> do you think he acquired a two million dollars? B, $750,000, or C, three grand. <laughs> um, I'm going to go D and say $1.50. Oh, you would be wrong. Josh? I'm going to go with C because that seems like the most odd number. And I feel three like- grand is all he raised. That's hey, enough for one pubic on hair. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, it's you know better what? than fucking but, nothing. But, but that's what I was going to say, you know. Good for him that he was able to pitch that hard enough. Well, you know what? Probably like 20, 2,500 of that probably came from his own funding. I was going to say, that's like donating to somebody's... Yeah, yeah. That's like literally donating to somebody's Kickstarter now, and that project do that. doesn't happen. Well, so all the people that donate money is like, well, now, fuck. You know, I'm imagining they're like, he's like, oh, I have this big project. It's going to bring like a lot of notoriety to Louisville and all that. You know, the person's in, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, and they start writing the check. It's like 250 bucks and everything. He's like, so, so what exactly is it going to be? And it's like, oh, it's going to be like a giant dozen 200 foot tall jesus and they're like i'm gonna rethink this one actually uh, <laughs> i'm gonna drop one of them zeros off <laughs> there goes a zero there goes a zero here's two dollars and fifty cents oh covered, look at that right? the check's worthless <laughs> gone so after all that that's so sad i wish Louisville, kentucky had that that would be <laughs> amazing right? i would honestly go check that I, out i would that too so bringing it now to current day okay well i shouldn't say current day but most recent current day i guess in 2001. Like yesterday? <laughs> that, that's the most recent current day, right? In 2001. That's it was ago. sold. Hold on. It was sold to Tina and Charlie Mattingly, who established the Waverly Hills Historical Society in an effort to raise funds to help restore the interior of the old sanatorium. And I still believe they own it. That's why it's current day, okay? God damn. They do this through offering tours, annual haunted house, uh, as well as hosting private hunts. So good for them. Yeah, hats off to them. That's that's yeah. a really cool thing they do. Well, yeah, and they, maintain like, and they wanted to, because like, like, before they owned it, like people, like you could just go in willy-nilly break in. People were vandalizing it, busting up stuff, graffiti, all that kind of shit. So like, it was almost in disrepair. And, like it was almost condemned. These guys came in and like they're trying to fix it up. and Yeah, homeless people, sure. uh, teenagers vandalizing it. Yeah, that was... Didn't you tell me a story of some, like, some teenagers might have pushed some homeless dude down an elevator shaft there or something terrible like that? Yeah, I'll get to that. Oh, to oh that sorry. Yeah, guys, don't don't jump, don't jump ahead. God. So, Dang it, Brady. Hey, are there elevators? Let's, 
Huh? Are there elevators in the building? Uh, yeah. Hmm. About windows. No. No. <laughs> no windows. No, this building had, you know, no window panes. Yeah, so the first time so you they guys had the told frames. me about this, I was so confused because there was a joke <laughs> being made about jumping out a window, and I was like, Josh, you can't jump out a window. There aren't any. And he's like, no, dumbass, there are openings. And I'm like, well, I've actually never seen a picture of this building, so they showed it to me. If, if you haven't seen it, A, look it up so you know what's going on. That's but also, building. B, it just looks like a, like, well, the building doesn't, if I had to compare it to something, because I want to say, look, because it's a pretty interesting looking building, but the, the windows are almost like, like imagine like a parking garage, how you have like the beams and everything, like the split levels. It almost looks like that. Actually, a really good way to describe it. That was, it's that actually was, curved too. And yeah. I forget, there's a specific reason why they did that. And I can't remember. It, it was, might be some way to capture more air or something it was, stupid. It was, I don't know. They built it sure. in like the U shape on the hill just because like. The me shape? Yeah, you. Ugly fucking shape. <laughs> but they Dear built that. God. Be- yeah, I know. And I, Dear God. building should have been condemned. <laughs> <laughs> But like, so they, what are they going to build a, a 46 meter by 46 meter statue of their measure? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, talking about the building shape, like they built it like that because like fresh air was like one of the things that they thought would help cure the disease. So like they had like the open air pavilion so people get fresh air and the wind would catch it and all that. And that was their hopes. Well, speaking of that, you know, that actually brings me to my next segment as the treatments they would do. So besides leaving the patients even outside sometimes year round, no matter what weather it is, no matter daytime, nighttime season, didn't matter. Like Josh said, they thought that fresh air could possibly be a cure. So what would the doctor just like walk them outside and sit them on a bench and be like, all right, don't move for like 12 hours. So I know it's like, yeah, don't move for 365 days. Yeah. Wind chill of like, you know, there's pictures pictures of patients (laughs) outside or on like a, a balcony of sorts. Yeah, they had pavilions and stuff. Like snow on their feet, like in sure. bed with blankets, and they had sure. like snow on their feet, just fucking snowing. And they're still like, eh, eh, if you want to live, you'll fucking yeah, do like, this. I'll take a little <laughs> frostbite instead. <laughs> so, some of these treatments that they did um, in, in search of a cure seem very barbaric by today's standards. Oh yeah, these were. Yeah, for really? one. Patients' lungs were exposed to ultraviolet light to try and stop the spread of the bacteria. This was done in sunrooms using artificial light in place of sunlight or on the roof of, or excuse me, uh, or open porches of the hospital. But I think that never really cured anything and they just got really bad sunburn. I was going to say, they yeah. had some well, nice tans. So compared to some of the other yeah, things, purple. This, that seems relatively tame. What's up? So compared to some of the other things, that seems a little tame, though. Like that's not that's not too bad. And I, I can oh, I yeah. can see the guess of like, oh yeah, this might work. Like that's that's yeah. not too bad. Yeah, like, spitballing as far as all these ideas go. Oh, yeah, there like are a if, lot of, like zanier ones. If this was the worst, I'd take it. Yeah, we <laughs> probably wouldn't even be bringing it up. Be like, oh yeah, people okay. got sunburned. Well, tell me about this. All right, balloons would be surgically implanted in the lungs and then filled with air to expand them. Ooh, that's what, that's, that's what I want. That sounds awesome. It's some yeah, Pennywise try and bullshit. Some more, some more yeah. airflow. Well, it's like it's something you go to a spot to get. You know, that's that's high quality treatment right there. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Spa you going to? <laughs> so wouldn't you like to know? Muscles. There's no happy ending there. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> okay, Bob Kraft, owner of the New England Patriots. Oh, oh got another one. Man, I Damn. thought it was gonna be Kraft mac and cheese, but 
Oh, there I go again, thinking about food. <laughs> Fuck me, right? Mm-hmm. So, don't worry. Besides that, you don't need to wish TB on me. I won't steal your mac and cheese. <laughs> neat. Muscles and ribs were also removed from my patient's chest to allow the lungs to expand further and let in more oxygen. This procedure was seen as a last resort, and many patients did not survive it. Yeah. Duh. It's the fucking last resort. They're cutting you open and fucking removing ribs. Yeah, no. That's, well, that's the Marilyn Manson treatment, right? Yeah. Oh, my wife God. will hate you. Another one. <laughs> Man, we're taking everybody down tonight. You know, this is a takedown podcast. This isn't a paranormal podcast. <laughs> We're calling everybody out. So while the patients who survived both the disease and the treatments left Waverly Hills through the front door, many others left through what came to be known as the body chute. Oh, that sounds fun. What's that, Matt? It's actually a fun slide. Ooh. No. Is it actually a fun slide? mm, It depends. This enclosed tunnel for the dead led from the hospital to the railroad tracks at the bottom of the hill. Since Waverly Hill was on a hill. No. Using a motorized rail and cable system, the bodies were lowered in secret to the waiting trains. This was done so that the patients would not see how many were leaving the hospital as corpses, which their mental health, the doctors believed, was just as important as their physical health. Oh, yeah, because that's sure. a huge fucking kick in the nads for morale. Like, oh, all these dead bodies coming by my room, you know, yeah, that, could, that'll, that could be me next. So they, uh, they, Yeah, seeing your best friend like Doug. Yeah. Just traveling down the hallway on a bed. And all of a sudden, hey, where are you going? And you're just like, now, bye, uh, Doug. No, like, I wonder, like, when they first built the tunnel, because of course they first built it to help bring up supplies and all that shit. Like, I wonder if they thought that it would eventually just be pretty much a body shoot. Like, if they well, thought about that, like, when they first made it? Yeah. Another, I bet not. Another thought. So, you know, body shoots, I don't think are. Terribly common in the world. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, historians, but I'm not too sure about that. You have to think the first few times they you know, constructed it out and tested it out, like they had to have jams. Could you imagine, like, clearing, like, a body shoot jam? You know it had to have happened, right? I mean, well, I mean, like, bodies they, don't just, like, I don't know, unless they went down there and greased it up with Pam and butter and Crisco and shit. Like, and, like, they would take the bodies down on the cart. Down on the oh, path, see, all the way to the bottom. I'm imagining like a giant metal like garbage chute. Oh no 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 no! People down. Oh no, that's it's not that brutal. I, I, okay okay, I was thinking like <laughs> well, I was thinking the cart thing. Yeah, damn Brady. End. So like it would like go through and then would pop out in a cart, kind of like a water slide kind of thing, <laughs> and then it would take it over to the train or wherever it's going, and then you know take care of business. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. Okay. So still pretty morbid. Yeah. I'm just an idiot. That's cool. Aren't you an engineer? Uh, yeah, choo-choo, <laughs> choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so after all that, let's get into these ghostly legends now that we keep hearing about. Ooh, my, my favorite. Spooky. What in a thunder sound effect. Good job, man. <laughs> so by 2001, the once stately building had been nearly destroyed by time, the elements, and vandals. Waverly Hills had become the local haunted house and it became a magnet for homeless looking for shelter and teenagers breaking in looking for ghosts and to simply vandalize the hospital soon gained a reputation for being haunted and stories began to circulate of resident ghosts so first people would hear you know all sorts of slamming doors lights in the windows as if power was still running through the building strange sounds and eerie footsteps in empty rooms there's been a little girl who was seen running up and down the third floor solarium. 
There's been a little boy who was spotted with a leather ball. Oh, Timmy. I think, is what I think you're right. Yeah, yeah I think his that's name's what they Timmy. Call him Timmy. Yeah, a bunch of uh, well, like ghost hunters. I think even ghost adventures. They probably bought or hooked in some sort of ball for Timmy to play with during yeah. their investigation. Yeah, because a lot of people say that like he'll roll the ball for you, and a lot of people think that it's just uneven floors and and which is totally possible. It probably is. But yeah, talking about ghost hunters. Ghost hunters helped put Waverly on the map. Now, a lot of people knew about Waverly, but. Now a lot of Yeah, people. I think Ghost Hunters is when I was first introduced to it. Yeah, they introduced a lot of people to it. I mean, now it's, like, widely known all over the world. I mean, it's even made it onto, like, a British most scariest places. On really? Planet. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm glad it's getting out there. So, besides that, we apparently have an account of a hearse that has appeared in the back of the building dropping off coffins. That's now, that bad. sounds totally believable, guys. Yeah, I, I totally believe that one. The ghost hearse? The ghost hearse. Sounds like a hell of a band name. Ghost hearse. Ghost hearse. Maybe that's the hearse that ghost the band drives around. <gasps> Rats! <laughs> There's a copyright strike right there. Yep. Right there. Indistinguishable. Yep. There has also been a couple sightings of a woman with bleeding wrists who cried for help. There's been a man in a white coat who was seen walking in the kitchen and the smell of cooking food, bread, for example, has sometimes wafted through that room. Now, I think I've heard, I think Ghost Adventures, I think they've, ex I want to say they experienced that. Anything Ghost Adventures experience, I'm writing off. Okay. Well, Sorry. I'm just telling you. That's Why are you questioning Zach? He's a good guy. <laughs> oh, He's a good guy. Don't get me started on Zach Baggins. Zach T. Baggins. Zach T. Baggins. Are we really going to bring him up again? We gotta get him again. He's not expecting it right now. You know? He sat there. He thought the worst of this is over. Zach, if and we get you again. But Zach, remember, if you're listening, you want an interview. We're, we're here. So, perhaps the greatest and most controversial legend of Waverly Hills was connected to the fifth floor of the building. This floor of the old hospital consisted of two nurses' stations, a pantry, a linen room medicine room, and two medium-sized rooms on both sides of the two nurses' stations. One of these, room 502, is the subject of many rumors and legends. This is where, according to the stories, people have seen shapes moving in the windows, have heard disembodied voices, and, if the legends are to be believed, have even jumped to their deaths. According to the stories, a nurse was found dead in room 502 in 1928. She had committed suicide by hanging herself from the light fixture. She was 29 years old at the time of her death, unmarried and pregnant. Her depression over the situation led her to take her own life. It's unknown, though, how long she may have been hanging in this room before her body was discovered. And this would not be the only tragedy to occur with the connection to room 502. So in 1932, Another nurse who worked in the same room jumped from the roof patio and plunged several stories to her death. No one seems to know why she would have done this, but many have speculated that she may have actually have been pushed over the edge. There are no records to indicate this, but rumors continue to persist. Well, and going back to the pregnant nurse, wasn't there the rumor that like one of the doctors like impregnated her and then didn't want anything to do with her? Yeah, I think the doctor was married. Hmm. Apparently. That'll do it. That'll do it. Now, I've also heard that the light fixture, so I don't think was actually put in to like 
1972 or so. Yeah, there's been a lot of like speculations on if these cases, like these two cases actually happened because there hasn't been any records found. I think there was the only one that they had. There was a patient that was there that he said that these accounts were true. But looking at like the because like he had passed away and like these, I think. And looking at the time, he would have been like nine and ten at these times. So, yeah, I think so. And also, like the pipe that people speculated, maybe it wasn't light fixtures. A pipe yeah. would not hold any sort of human weight. It's, it's hard when you have buildings this old with this much kind of history to them, especially because it's probably the creepiest thing in all of Louisville. Oh alone. yeah. So you get a lot of urban legends over time. You get a lot of people telling spooky stories. Well, not, shit out of each well, other. not even that. Just like you know, back then, like I'm sure they didn't keep records as neat and tidy as we do today yeah, i mean fuck we still have record messes up like, well, mess ups now yeah. so well i mean yeah you're doing everything by hand you know yep. sh- stuff gets lost you know it's not, it's not like nowadays where you know it's all in a database and it's all pretty easy well, to I, access i think so. i heard of the recorded or excuse me the records were stored somewhere but like some company came in like plumbing company or something like that and had to fix something major but it led to a type of flood or some of this building and actually just ruined all that they God. Had. Sounds like a conspiracy. Damn it, name. Mario. I, I vaguely heard something about that. You guys heard it here first. George W. Bush did the Waverly Hills documents destruction. Son of a bitch. God, God. Come on. Bush. Damn it. Hired the fucking Mario Bros and fucked <clears throat> up everything. I hate you. <laughs> so, to top off all these ghostly sightings people have been seeing, among the human spirits and these shadows. word again? Among? I swear to God, you said among. Among? Among? I did probably say among. Among? 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 But among. Mm. You gotta say it with that that Midwestern charm, Matt. I'm sorry. I am just (laughs) a fucking idiot. So that's true. But among the human spirits and shadow people there, something else resides. Another entity that defies easy description. And to most researchers, it is known simply as... Josh, do you know? Is it the creeper? No. What uh, the fuck is... <sighs> there's, a, there, there's one that goes by the creeper there. I know, I'm just kidding. Okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> it is the creeper from say Minecraft. The, say there's the creeper, and then there's also the crawler, which the crawler's a little bit scarier, but, you know. Creepy in the crawler. <laughs> well, isn't the creeper and crawler the same thing? Well, the creeper, they find, like, I don't know. Nah, the yeah. creeper creeps and the crawler crawls. Come on, man. This oh, my is fucking God. Is that where creepy crawly <laughs> I mean, came from? Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I've heard it's among some oh, of the spirits. Oh, you <laughs> <laughs> So the creeper or crawler or fucking whatever else you want to call it is a shadow spirit rarely seen at Waverly Hills, but it carries an aura of doom felt by anyone who crosses its path. This dark entity crawls along the floor and even up the walls and on the ceiling. Fuck that. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine just walking in there? Could you imagine? And just like, hey, what, what, uh, what fuck's that? Some black entity just on the ceiling, just fucking like <laughs> crawling. Josh. Oh, yeah, this is what we were, ta- fast. This is what like, we were oh, talking oh. about before where I said I would just jump out the window. And Brady was like, oh, dude, Fuck that. there's no windows in this place. I, I couldn't <laughs> jump out. I mean, you're just running into concrete at that point. Was, no. What was going on in my I now? would. I dude. would pull out my phone, dial 911. Russell Crowe would answer. <laughs> and in his gladiator uniform would come out there and he would fucking help me. Can, actually, can we make that happen? Fucking decimate. Russell Crowe, call me. And then cool. 
Joaquin Phoenix comes in and just fucks up everything. Hey, 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 hey. Whoa. Spoiler alert. Whoa. I haven't seen it yet. God damn. What, signs? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> let me tell you about signs, man. Did you know that the that the dude's dead the entire time? What? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That movie's ruined. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the creeper's what, seen on the fourth, sometimes fifth floor? Yeah, I think so, because not a whole lot happens on the like the third floor other than like the little girl. Yeah. She's like the only thing that I've been able to find that happens on the third floor. Most of the activity seems to be like centered on the fifth floor. Yeah, many believe that that creeper is to, is actually inhuman, and it's a some sort of malevolent being that is not of this earth, which could, I guess, be possible. I think I've heard them, or sorry, I've heard people talk about how they've been like attacked by him. How have oh, yeah. they been attacked? Like basically hit, like <clears throat> what? Like, like, like it's clawed at, it, like scratched, yeah. like something has swiped at them. Ah, after being on you know the floor where so the it's crawler a is. Bitch that slaps. Reported scene. Hmm. See, up if if we go to Waverly, which I really really want to, I'm gonna pull a Zach. Just You're gonna to, wave. Yeah, I'm gonna wave. I'm gonna Do pull a Zach and get there. Surf on a wave. I'm just gonna shit talk the on crawler. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh. What did you say? I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I know. You guys are talking about food, you fat ass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> seriously, can we get some funnel cake? Uh, yeah, I'd actually I'd take some funnel cake okay, right now. pretty good. Anyway, you were saying... Talking about if we, if we go to fucking Waverly, I'm going to shit talk Creeper or the Crawler or what the fuck ever they want to call it. <clears throat> I'm going to get slapped. See, many people, they look down on that. They don't like when people provoke entities. Yeah, I know. Whether they're bad I, or not. I look down on it too, but you don't look down on anything, you four foot oh, fuck. Oh man! <laughs> wow. To uh, add to the list, wow. we've got, we got Josh right now. Ah, uh, wow. I'm sorry, Josh. Bet you didn't expect you were gonna get got. Well, he's been making me feel like a piece of shit all day. Oh, yeah, you are. Piece wow. of shit. <laughs> yeah, you know all what? Right, well, I'm thinking of one for you now. And yeah, you know what? I'll see you guys. <laughs> oh my god! He just snapped his own neck. <laughs> <sighs> Josh, you okay? Josh, Josh. Fuck you guys. <laughs> but in all honesty, okay. I would let you do that. I'd let you provoke them. Oh, I thought you were gonna let him snap his own neck. No, no, which no, I guess no. is what what he's oh, gonna okay. do in huh. that. In that I'm gonna say, well, I mean, I think something like the creeper, if it is what it is and it has done what it has done, I think provoking it is okay. Yeah, I mean, can't be that tough of a fucking demon or whatever it is if it's there gonna attack go. the five foot guy. Famous. Yeah, last it stays words. on the ceiling. What a pussy. Gonna reach down low enough to get Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't get me. <laughs> Josh, how tall are you? 5'3. I mentioned it earlier. Yeah, Fucking he, he listen. Said it. We were talking about Tom Cruise. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Anything that go below six foot, I just don't pay attention to. <laughs> nice, I agree. <laughs> are you uh, six foot, Brady? Dude, I'm six one. Ooh, yeah. Ask my doctor. He's got the records. You're listening nice. to two and a half men. Men. <laughs> men, 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 men. I don't know the theme song men, for this. Men, 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 men. men. All right, I'm out. <laughs> I'm sorry, that went for too long. Okay, so. So it's Charlie that is Charlie Sheen this <laughs> No, fuck that. So. That is Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Covers a disease that place had been ridden with. 
or was the actual building itself, whether it was a sanatorium, geriatric center, possible prison, chapel. School. Jesus Christ. Not the one that was supposed <laughs> to be put on top of that building. But yeah. So, man, what a fucking story. I, I really want to go and visit this place. I, I think I would love to. Because I know they do tours from March to August, I believe. I believe you're right. And they do like different tours. Like they do public tours that like, you know, you go with a group of like just random people. You can tour the like they ha it's like a guided tour. Then they do like six hour um, like smaller group paranormal tours that you can do like overnight. And then there's like an eight hour private group. But you only have, like you have to have like 20 people with you. Oh, my God. Or pay the amount of money to accommodate the 20 people, which. Oh, my God. We could always, like, I just want to go and visit so Brady, the you got that? Oh, yeah, let me just pick All up right, the cool. yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I would, because I think the, like, public guided tour is, like, only 25 bucks. I would totally pay that just oh, to yeah. be able to explore I would do that. that building. That would be, that'd be about right. I want to see what their rendition of the history is. Like, yeah. if it changes any, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it'd be really cool. And I think, like, if we do decide to go and visit it, we could totally do an episode, like, a smaller episode, just talking about, like, how we felt at the building or like if we experience anything oh, yeah. or even just talk about like the atmosphere i think it'd be really cool i would love that i think listeners would love that to be quite honest we can take some video and maybe maybe we'll start a youtube channel who knows Ooh, joshua what do you think about waverly josh like i believe that there's definitely some kind of activity there like i don't know if i believe all of these accounts, like the call. You don't believe like, the hearse? That, yeah. <laughs> ghost hearse. Rats. <laughs> like, I feel like, like haunted, like ghost cars and shit like that. Like those are the ones that are like the hardest for me to believe. Just the phrase ghost car makes me laugh. I know. Right. I know. It's a ghost car. But like, I, I feel like there's, there's been enough <laughs> death and just sadness and just, you know, did I say sadness? Is that the word? No, you, you didn't used? say that yet. Okay. But like, yeah. Like, if, <laughs> Fuck. I've already <laughs> There's been a lot of death and sadness there. Yeah. And sadness and death. Oh, yeah. and death. Yeah, sadness. A, little, death. a little bit. Don't forget the death. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I totally feel like there's got to be something there. I mean, like, I've had friends that have gone and, like, they they did, like, just the public tour. And, like, they've said, like, it's one of those buildings where, like, you always feel like you're being watched. And, like, granted, that could just be. By the tour guide. Well, not if his back's to you. While he's walking forward. I don't know. Yeah, like they say, like it's just a creepy place, which you know that could just be the atmosphere, like standing I, somewhere. Yeah. Where I bet it has one hell of an ominous feeling when you're there. Because like I've, I've gone up, you're gonna be like, oh, my God. oh yeah, like the building itself is fucking terrifying looking now. Well, it's, it sounds. Hey, like, be nice. Sounds like something out of like a horror novel almost. It's like it sits up atop a hill and it's yeah, this it building really does. With no windows. It's the thousands and thousands of people have died in, and it's, it's like, oh man, this it, this sounds like where I would take my family on fucking, vacation, man. Yeah, cobwebs all throughout, bats, you know, mm -hmm. flying around. It's just like, oh my well, god, just the like, hospital on Haunted Hill starring Vincent Price. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> I, I think that's just the nature of some of those buildings or like just environments like that where it's uh, something that's clearly been abandoned that's you know been dilapidated to some degree i mean it's been vandalized like i'm i'm, I'm sure the new owners are doing a lot of upkeep on it now since it's such a historical building but i mean regardless though you're going to have that since it's not the actual like an actually used building for you know most of the year it's oh, just, yeah. so yeah you definitely have that atmosphere there and when you if you know the history and plus if you don't you're going through it and you're having somebody tell it to you. So it, I, I definitely get how you would get the vibe, you know, is it haunted? Like, well, who knows? Is, is anything haunted? I, you know, I, I can't speak to that. 
But that being said, it's it's definitely an interesting place, and I'm sure it has one of those very heavy atmospheres to it, uh, especially I totally agree. through. Yeah. And, you know, I'd have to think maybe even the fact that there is such a heavy airflow through there, unlike a normal building. I, I wonder how that kind of has an effect on things, too, especially if you're going, you know, uh, maybe in what you said it started in March, like when they started doing tours. Yeah. Uh, March through doing those August, early ones when it's, you know, those, those early spring nights where it's still pretty cold out and everything. Uh, I bet it's a pretty neat experience to go through. When you like just that. said like heavy airflow, it reminded me of another account people have where they smell roses. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, for, I forgot to talk all about that. Yeah, another one of those phantom scent phenomenons. Yeah. Well, I think I had brought up before one of the interesting things about that. You know, I don't know what the, the Catholic population of Louisville was at the time, you know, but. Four. Yeah, I know. Um, but they, it's largely associated the scent of roses with uh, the Virgin Mary, actually, the Virgin Mother. So that. Uh, I did not that, know this. Yeah. So hmm. that's. That may be the. You know, who knows? Yeah, that's that's interesting. That is very interesting, actually. It adds it, like it adds like another level to that. Oh too. yeah, exactly. Well, and the fact that I I, I find circumstances like that a, a lot more interesting, uh, especially if people aren't aware of the phenomenon of like phantom smells, and they go somewhere. If you're on some kind of historical tour, yeah. Or if you're going out, you know, doing something you're not expecting it, and then you have this experience, and then it's like, oh. Wait, that's a thing that a lot of people have happened to them. Yeah, because like I've told it's you guys. It's completely unexplainable. Yeah, because I've told you guys about like when I was at Gettysburg and me and uh, my dad were walking around one of the battlefields and I, I think it was Devil's Den, I think we were at. We, we were walking through the uh, battlefield and like we came across like this pocket of like what smelt like gunpowder and like wood smoke. Yeah. And we thought it was kind of weird because like we, had not, we hadn't smelled it like any of the other time we were walking around. Like we both stopped like looked at each other and like we walked backwards to try to find that pocket and we just thought like you know wood smoking okay you hear that I mean, you smell it but it was the yeah. gun smoke that really like the gunpowder that really really caught us off guard yeah and then turns out we went on to one of the ghost toys later on that night and uh you know they're a little hokey but they were talking about shit that people would experience and they started talking about phantom smells yeah and that me and my dad both kind of looked at each other like oh shit we yeah. experienced that He's like, it's like one of those things, like, you know, being touched, seeing shit and stuff like that. Like, but smelling stuff, I guess I never really associate other than like, you know, demonic presences and shit like that. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting when you when you bring that up, uh, your experience on like, you know, you're walking around, you're more on like a a historical sightseeing sort of thing there, you know, short of doing the ghost tour and everything. And, you know, when you go to somewhere like Waverly Hills or you go to a haunted house, you know, like an, a quote unquote actual haunted house. Uh, you're kind of going in with a mindset to some degree. You want to be scared. You want, you, you may or may not want something to happen to you. That's spooky, but you're definitely going in with the intent of scaring yourself to a degree. That's the only reason it's entertaining or interesting. Um, so the power suggestion has a lot of hand there, but when you're talking oh, about yeah. historical tourism though, when people are walking around, especially at the civil war with this um, many tragic and horrible battles and just the, the history surrounding that event. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of interesting. You have people experiencing things that, you know, otherwise skeptical people that are just out, you know, going on historical tours and you have something unexplainable happen to you. Whenever stuff like that happens, I'm a lot more convinced because oh, yeah. you aren't seeking it out in that circumstance. Oh, it's something that happened to you and now you're starting to get into the realm of, well, this is kind of unexplainable, isn't it? Yeah, what, that's what why, is like, happening? That's like why that was like one of the most memorable parts of that that whole trip. Sure. Just because like you know 
We couldn't smell it anymore because if it's wood smoke, you're gonna walk around and still smell it. Like if it's an act, like oh, from an actual like, campfire yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Because it was early morning, so you know some people like to burn early or mm-hmm. and, like residual fires from like burning all night. But yeah, it was it was real weird. So what you were just saying, Brady, about people when you go to a place like that, like you have these intentions of what you are going to encounter or expect what you're going to encounter or such. Kind of what your mindset is going in. Yeah, that's like psychosomatic. Paradolia, isn't it? Paradolia, yeah. That's that's a that's a whole circumstance, yeah. I'm really proud you could say that word. Yeah, really. So, wow, okay, those, thank you. <laughs> to, to those that aren't aware of pareidolia, it's just the human mind likes to find patterns in things, and we we like to make sense of things that are chaotic or random. It's it, it's kind of like the phenomena where, for example, you, you see like faces and things, not like and not like actual human faces, but like oh, you see a car and you see its two headlights and its bumper, and it almost looks like a smiley face or something like that. That that phenomenon. So yeah, pareidolia. Mm-hmm. But it's also it's not just uh visual it's also auditory and uh, oh yeah like that's why like i feel like a lot of these pictures where it's like oh look at this figure at back in the shadow like some of them you can see super sure. clearly but the ones that are like all dark and like this black mass is darker than the rest of the shadows a little bit harder to believe because i feel like if you want to see something you're gonna see it speaking yeah. of photos another really good example of it is the uh the face on mars or like the man on the moon yeah, those yeah. Two things. absolutely you mean it's not made of cheese and a real guy up, oh. not up there well you know we've never been so no, oh, I don't know. Oh, mm. just kidding. I think we have controversial. Yeah, with the whole, um, not even necessarily seeing something out of it. Um, what you were saying about the whole intentions when you go somewhere. Uh, I heard a good analogy talking about like a child during Christmas time. You know, they they hear Christmas songs, they see Christmas light shows, uh, they might have even seen you know, Santa himself supposedly at the mall. Yeah, they get this idea in their head. What, what Santa is about and that he will come on Christmas Day or excuse me Christmas Christmas, yeah, Christmas, Christmas Day yeah but so like you know they hear any tree rubbing the roof those are the reindeer they'll, they'll, it's yeah. the reindeer or yep. I think it's Santa you know it, it plays that factor um, I know there's another thing people obviously see like optical illusions and a good uh, um, example of that is like ink blottery oh yeah sure you know you look at that what do you see oh I see a drum set I see a moth. Leprechaun. I see a leprechaun. Uh, Josh. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wait, this is just a picture of Josh. I was going to say, you said said me and drum set. Yeah, you're just looking at me and what's behind me, you (laughs) asshole. I I see a can of uh, Coca-Cola. Nuh-uh. Sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another thing people see, of course, are like orbs. You know, that could be just dust, refractive moisture. Yeah, exactly. or- orbs are the biggest thing that I always call bullshit on. Like, I know a lot of uh-huh. people believe in it, but it's questionable. It's very it's like, questionable. There, like, I have seen videos where I'm like, okay, that's really hard to describe as dust or a bug, but a lot of it's just, it's, it's an old building. You're going to have dust. You're going to have bugs flying around. It's, or like when you go in graveyards, a lot of the, a lot of headstones are very nicely polished. That's oh, a reflective yeah. surface. Yep. I mean, yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a lot going on. That's that's all there, you know. That's all I'm going to say about it. I'm not, I don't, I don't like going and be like, well, listen, well, I I understand this phenomenon completely, and I know in every circumstance. It's like, well, no, you know, nothing is that simple at the end of the day. Or very, let me phrase, very few things are that simple at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, is it always, you know, kind of BS? I don't know, but a lot of the time there is enough, enough, there are enough things going on where I would be questioning it. Another thing, and I found this interesting was. People that see a vortex, 
or just a, a numerous amount of vortices. Not necessarily here. Vortex. I'm talking about like a portal. You know what I mentioned? I'm not talking about uh, Waverly Hills now. Sure, I'm talking about just, just in general. general. Yeah. yeah. Someone actually, uh, I was listening to someone talk about how they had a photograph of a potential portal. And of course, they showed people and they're like, oh my God, yeah, I've seen that. Oh my God, yeah, I've seen that. Well, then they came out later to say what they did was they literally only had someone with a, uh, an unsteady arm when holding a camera and actually had a laser pointer and they did this on the wall, yep. like circulated. That'll it. do it. Yeah, and it made it look like a portal. Yeah. Hmm. Not saying that's what every person does, but I'd like just the people know that, you know, not everything is what it seems to be. You can't just yeah, this top is it off as paranormal. And this is exactly why, like, I want to go to Waverly myself because I, I would love a laser to... pointer around? Yeah. Find a stray cat. That'd yeah, be pretty cool. I'm sure there. I would do. I'm sure there are plenty of fucking cats in that building. Ah, uh, I bet there is. Yeah, probably cats, raccoons, possum. Best. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, because I would love to go and like just be even to experience like one of these. Like, if we walk through there and like smell baked bread. Oh yeah. But, but aren't you going in then with the mindset of wanting to experience something? Though? If I'm, doesn't it make I am. More I, I will be. I'll admit, it. I'm going in. If I'm walking to in, it, but I will. Am right, tell you right now that I am not gonna um, pull any tomfoolery. Well, no, I don't think you're going to see, but that's the thing, though. I don't think anybody's going to BS anybody or you know, it's like, oh, you're a damn fool. It's nothing like that. If I'm going just, in and I smell baked bread. I'm either gonna smell ghost bread or I'm having a stroke. I probably won't think anything of it. I'll just be starving and I'll eat. <laughs> you're gonna be standing there, right? And like, do I smell bread? And you're turn around. Matt has a big, a big thing. <laughs> No, I'm going to have like O'Charlie rolls, sunbeam, and Texas, he's just Roadhouse. Like, Texas oh. Roadhouse rolls, cinnamon butter. I'm like, fuck. You're like, Matt, where did you get that? We didn't even go buy one. Like the Texas There's Roadhouse in our room. Or Texas Roadhouse <laughs> within 50 miles of here. <laughs> um, another it. thing. I opened a portal. <laughs> <laughs> another thing that I see people do, and I don't understand why, is when they use, this is just me, but Ouija boards or honestly tarot cards dowsing rods. I don't get that stuff. I don't understand how you can think that you can explain the paranormal with paranormal. Does that make sense? I, I understand Ouija board, board you can't explain. I feel like that would, like, I would love to get with somebody that has, like, you know, background of, like, Wiccan and all that shit and have them kind of come on and talk about that because, that, like, that's something that, like, I've never really, like, looked into because I, I, I've seen people use, like, the dowsing rods and shit like that. Like, the Ouija boards, I, I don't shit i don't believe it but like the tarot cards you know that's a whole different thing but like the rods i would love to get somebody to come on and like tell us like teach us well that would be great um i would love to do some research on that as well and look a little more into it as far as you know objectively what it is oh yeah mm -hmm. absolutely and kind of put it up for discussion i don't particularly i have not dug into the background of it but i don't see any particular reason to believe in dowsing rods or anything like that. But I think dowsing rods and Ouija boards kind of the same thing. You know, you get sure. those um, involuntary movements. Yeah, basically. Sure. Yeah, and I you know, can't speak to I can't speak to all of these things, but I don't know. There there are a lot of bizarre circumstances with all of the, with all of this. I, I there's a lot of things going on. People have looked into one of my favorite ones is there's a video on uh, YouTube, and you know you can call BS on it if you're a believer BS. in these things, and that's that's completely fine. But it was a uh, it was a you know a test they did where they sat everybody down in front of a Ouija board, and then they put a blindfold over their eyes and you know, they're holding the planchette or however you pronounce it. Yep, planchette. Yep. Um, 
and then they flip the board upside down and they like uh, as in the letters are you know reversed for the mm-hmm. when, from when they sat down and the people start pulling the planchette over to where the letters would be these are people i guess that use ouija board fairly regularly or something like that yeah uh so they went to where the a would be but the a isn't there you know they're, they're now just, it's like a the blank, k or it's something. a k or it's a blank space and it's just nonsense it's either nonsense or they aren't hitting a letter i would love to so test this out but do it with somebody that's like not ever used a ouija board or like maybe never seen one like blindfold them. I used bef- to have one. And blindfold them before. I my ass into Toys R Us and bought a Hasbro Ouija board for like Hasbro twenty dollars. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> shitting you. It was like twenty four dollars. I know because I sold them. Oh. Yeah. oh. Wait, did you ever have one of your of your own? No. You don't mess with Josh. That. No, <laughs> you didn't have one of your own. No, it's funny though. We found one in the men's restroom. Somebody had like opened it and like no bent it up and broke it and put it in the fucking baby changing station. It didn't work. They're like, fuck <laughs> this piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, we had a customer come up and they're like, yeah, uh, so there's something in the baby changing station you guys might want to look at. And we went in there. Like, oh, first you're thinking, oh shit, that baby. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, no pun intended because it was in the restroom. That's kind of like, that's what I expected. I expected you, it to baby. be like just a, <laughs> just somebody left a dirty ass diaper because yeah. people used a turd as a plant Fucking head. gross. <laughs> hey, Jeez. you know. Hey, whatever Mr. Hankey says is truth. Aww. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I remember reading somewhere that you can just make your own Ouija board because it's almost better in a way to create your own and use your own energy into making what it. The, what? What? What, it, what is your own energy? I don't I don't understand. I don't. I hate, chi, I hate no. when people say that. I don't know what that means. This my is, own energy. I, like, this that is, is what like I my read. actual calories. Like, Oh, sure. because you're burning <laughs> calories to write the hey, letters and it's shit. Funny you, it's funny you say that because when I created my own with a couple friends, I ripped the top off of a pizza box. Of course it was pizza. Of course, of course it was food. <laughs> pizza. I was, I was like, I need pizza. I gotta get you some hey, ghosts. Hey, Matt, <laughs> hey, Matt. What were you guys eating before I came here? Um, Josh is eating my schween. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird way to spell pizza. Fucking God. Did you use a slice of pizza as a planchette? Uh, <laughs> no, actually, I think we used a shot glass. Oh, uh-huh. used a shot! Oh my gosh! Uh huh. And yeah, you're real redneck with it. Uh, yeah, it it was it was something to <laughs> say the least. But yeah, so again, that's Waverly Hills. People, <laughs> people. You think anybody's still listening? <laughs> uh, I don't know. We hope you are. Uh, you out there, Gary? You still <laughs> Gary. there with us, Gary? Gary, come back! Blame it on me. So thanks for tuning in and letting us take you to the farthest reaches of the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Hey there. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for taking an hour out of your day from pleasuring yourself to give our podcast a listen. If you like what you heard and you'd like to hear more, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Farthest Reaches Podcast or hit us up on Twitter at TFRPod Official. And if that isn't enough, you could reach us at our email, which is the Farthest Reaches Podcast at Gmail. There, you could send us stories, accounts of your own, future topics for us to cover, 
maybe you think our voices are just the sexiest sounds you've heard. Or perhaps you just want to send us hate mail. But do not be surprised if you get some back. That's all for now. Until next time.